You're listening to audio from Kingsway Christian Church. If you'd like to check out more resources or donate to this ministry, please visit kingswaychurch.org. Hey everybody, welcome to A Step Further. It's our weekly podcast from Kingsway Christian Church where we take what we talked about on Sunday, A Step Further. My name is Matt Nickerson, and I'm your host for today's podcast, and it's really good to be here with you today. Thanks for tuning in. All right, so real quick, if you would go online and just like and or share this podcast or any other previous podcast, that helps us move up the podcast chain. The more people who like it, the more people who follow it, the more people who subscribe and share and all those other things, it helps other people find out. If this is helpful to you, feel free to do that. All right, moving on. Now, Sunday, we talked about this iceberg thing. That's the series we're in. The whole idea being When there's something you're seeing above the surface, there's a whole lot more going on under the surface. And I have found that this subject, it is so true with. You remember the movie uh, a few years back with Tom Hanks, um, uh, Forrest Gump, and he's he's sitting there and he's talking to this lady and he's like this great philosophizer, right? And he says... um, uh, stupid is as stupid does. And it's kind of this deep thing for a long time. I'm like, I don't even know what that means, but it sounds deep, man. Well, if you analyze it, it's pretty simple. Like you aren't stupid because somebody looks at you and says you're stupid. You aren't stupid because you you know don't know the answer to a question. You're stupid because you act stupid. <laughs> and I think there's some there's some really good wisdom and some, uh, some I don't know, backhanded comment in that too. When I took karate growing up, my karate instructor used to say, um, stupid is forever, but naive or ignorance is curable. And uh, his whole point to that was it's okay to admit you don't know something. It's okay to admit you don't know how to handle something. It's not okay to act uh, ignorantly about it. It's not okay to um, act like you know and then end up hurting or offending other people. Okay, so you're like, where are you going with this podcast? Well, the reason I want to touch base on all those is because I'm going to assume up front right now, You don't know how to handle a certain situation that we talked about on Sunday. You don't know how to approach this issue. So you may be acting in ways that are ignorant or naive. The word ignorant, by the way, is not an offensive word. We use it offensively to attack and hurt people. But what I don't want you to do is act in a stupid way. Stupid as a stupid does. I want you to act in a way that says, you know what? I didn't know any other way to do it. And so what we're going to do is we're going to try to encourage you to find a new way to do it. Here's what it is. You ready? On Sunday, we talked about this idea of forgiveness and reconciliation. Forgiveness and reconciliation. So if there's something going on deep inside your heart, you uh, maybe it's a sin issue, a pride issue, maybe it's a, a wound from your past issue, and it's showing its ugly head. It's surfacing itself. And uh, that, that thing is surfacing and it's hurting other people. Or maybe somebody else's iceberg has surfaced and it's hurt you. The question is, what do I do now with what this person is doing as it relates to me? And the answer is forgiveness and reconciliation. Now, How do I forgive other people who have wronged me? There are so many things we could do with this. If we had eight podcasts, we could deal, dig into and deal deeply with the concept of forgiveness. But I keep preaching this one because it's so important, so critical for us to understand because the root of the gospel is forgiveness. The root of the gospel is forgiveness. Without forgiveness, none of us get back to God. Heaven is not filled with good people. Heaven is filled with forgiven people. And forgiven people forgive people. Remember that one. Forgiven people forgive people. Real quick, before we unpack any further, got a little more to say. Is there anybody in your life right now that you've been carrying a grudge against, that you're harboring bitterness against, and you have for quite some time? That's a good for a minute. Maybe if you're not sure, maybe even just ask the Lord, invite him into the process. God, is there anybody right now, would you reveal to me a name of somebody that I'm harboring bitterness against, that I'm not forgiving, that I'm angry at? Father, 
And then, God, how would you have me treat them? Here's what the Bible says, that uh, while we were enemies with God, Christ loved us. Christ died for us. So what Jesus did, his answer was, even though we hurt him, even though we sinned against him, even though we um, literally abused him and eventually crucified him, he pursued us. He chased us down. He sought a relationship with us. Now, at the end of the day, he didn't force you to love him. He didn't force you to trust him, but he pursued you and he pursued a relationship with you. And um, how do I balance that along with, how do I balance that along with the fact that, you know what? If let's say there's an abuser in my life and they hurt me with their words, they hurt me with their actions, they hurt me with their body, how do I uh, be healthy and not go back into a place where somebody's going to abuse me? And this is where it gets really gray and this is where it gets really, really hard. And it's hard because it's hard stuff. And there are people in your life who are evil and mean and, well, but I got to be like Jesus. So I got to keep going back into it. And I don't think that's good or healthy or biblical in any way, shape or form. That is not what Jesus would say to you. Jesus wouldn't simply say, run back in there and let them beat you up again. That's not it. But we have to find ways to continue to love each other and to forgive each other to lead each other. Sometimes distance between a person who has hurt you and you is the best, most God-honoring thing that you can do. Did you know that? Sometimes distance is the most God-honoring thing you could do. Think about it for a minute. Matthew chapter 18, Jesus gives us this uh, formula. And the formula looks like this. Um, if somebody uh, if somebody has sinned against you, you go to them and confront them. If they won't repent of their sin, then you go and you take somebody else with you. And uh, the two of you go together. And that third person, what they're doing is they're discerning who's right, who's wrong, what do we do here? And uh, if they side with you, say, no, you've sinned against them, and that person still won't repent, then you take them, take the elders, take them to the elders. Take the leadership of the church and say, okay, you go with this because you have some authority in this. And if they still won't listen, then you take them before the entire church. And if they still won't listen, then, you know, then you can cut them off. And the whole point is you're pursuing them. I'm pursuing reconciliation with you. But with each turn that you hurt me and you won't repent and you won't change, the distance between us gets greater. So now that's not just me and you. Now it's me and you and somebody else and me and you and a group of people and me and you and the entire church. The distance between us gets greater. Jesus isn't saying go in and get the snot kicked out of you again. Jesus is saying this, they need to repent. They need to change. They've got to get it right. They've got to stop doing this. And you need protection. You need a group of people who are willing to help you do this. But what we can't do, what we must not do, what we have to refuse to do is do nothing. That's why there's this great little passage in Matthew chapter 5 where Jesus says, Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar and there you remember that your brother and sister has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to them. Then come and offer your gift. Now, in Jesus' day, um, people would literally bring in gifts all kinds of different sacrifices. Some sacrifices overcame sin. But Jesus is our final sacrifice. We don't need to do that anymore. And some sacrifices and offerings you would bring, they were just different kinds of offerings. They were praise offerings and thank offerings and burnt offerings. And there's all these drink offerings. There's all these different offerings. And they meant different things. But all of them are one way or another for you to express thankfulness, worship to God. So imagine the, the picture now, what Jesus is saying is, imagine you came in to the temple there's the priest and the whole hoopla, everybody's in there, and you're bringing in offering to present to the Lord. And you're just saying, God, thank you. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your faithfulness. Oh, God, here's my heart. We would call this today worship. We're singing songs, the band's playing, I'm getting ready to go.